2: To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
3: Hey, this is Emily. And this is Bridget. And you're listening to Stuff Mom Never Told You. are looking back on 2017, all the unexpected and exciting things that happened, all the inspiring and depressing revelations that we've seen as a country and as a world, and looking forward to 2018 and thinking about what our hopes and dreams are for the future. And first, we want to say to you, Minty listeners, that we are grateful for you.
1: I couldn't be more grateful for how this amazing community of listeners really embraced us and kind of helped make this transition such a fun and exciting one. I could not have ever imagined that folks would open up their ears and hearts to these two kind of strangers be in their earbuds twice a week. And y'all really welcomed us. And I feel like I learned a lot about women, community, feminism, activism, and myself. And I'm just so grateful. I feel like this is the year that in so
3: many ways that I didn't know I could, I found my voice with Stuff Mom Never Told You. I feel like you, the listeners, have borne witness to us, Bridget and I here, finding our voices Refining our voices and using these opportunities to have powerful conversations. And I guess I'm, I'm appreciative of your patience while we did that, while we figured that out and for learning and growing together. And Bridget, I'm grateful for you.
1: I was just going to say, I'm grateful for you, Em. I mean, there's <laughs> nobody I would have wanted to do this with more. This journey is a bumpy one. There's ups, there's downs. You know, you really get to know someone. And I feel so lucky and grateful that I got to experience that with you. Right back at you. Nothing like spending
3: six consecutive hours in a studio with someone to really get to know them. (laughs) And I feel like prior to Stuff Mom Never Told You, I was doing a lot of work on my own as the head of my own company, uh, as someone who does a lot of speaking and training on my own. This has been such an amazing, powerful experience of teaming up with a badass feminist who, you make me better. You make me smarter. You make me more read in. Um And I just really appreciate all that you've brought to like my life, much less this incredible show. So thank you, Bridget.
1: Right back at you. I feel like I've learned so much from you. <laughs> You know, you're someone who is always advocating that women use their voices. I feel like my role in this tends to be more of someone who comes from a place of wanting to hear other folks' stories. And so sometimes it's hard for me to remember like, Oh yeah, I've got something to say because I'm always really fascinated in being like, Oh, what do other people think and advocating and lifting up? And so I'm lucky that I teamed up with you because you've been able to say, Hey, when you've got something to say, say it. And that's been real.
3: (laughs) That is real. I'm so glad to hear that. And I would be remiss to not acknowledge how important it is for any conversations around feminism to make telling stories about women of color and the experiences of women of color a priority. And you
1: have done that with this show. Definitely. When I went into this podcast project, sort of not knowing where it was going to take me and how it would really end up, I always said the only thing I care about is telling the stories of people whose stories don't get told and telling them the people who really want to hear about them. And so, one, I'm so grateful that Sminty has an audience of folks who care about those stories and want to hear about those stories. And two, I'm so grateful to be in a position that I can tell those stories because telling the stories of women, people of color, people who aren't just cis white men who already have the microphone and already have a platform Nothing is more important to me than telling those stories. And so I'm so happy I got the chance to do it with all of you.
3: And now is the time. This is the year when we need those stories more than ever. We're not going to sugarcoat the fact that this was a tough year. I mean, think about it. Back in January of 2017, the the sort of narrative was give Trump a chance and look at how this year has played out. Politically, socially, it has been frustrating, depressing, angering. And you Sminty listeners have held our hands through that, right? As we've unpacked this year, topic by topic, things like women and white supremacy have been challenging to cover on Stuff Mom Never Told You. Things like the Me Too movement have been triggering for us, just as it has for all of us women listeners, people existing in the world as women. And I feel so strongly that this is the kind of year, this is the kind of time, when women's voices have to be raised up louder than ever. And so I'm really proud of what we've done together, Bridget. I'm really proud of what this community has done. I'm really impressed and inspired by the listeners who call us in on social media as much as y'all cheer us on. So thank you for that.
1: Absolutely. Coming from a political organizing background, something that I have really learned to do when you have either a big win or a big loss is sort of taking stock of what you have. And I think. In this country, as you said, it's been a long slog of a year. And I think that we have had a lot of depressing losses. But even in those losses, think about all the great wins we've seen. We have seen people rise up and fight back again and again and again. When you've seen attacks on women's health, you've seen people who maybe never thought of themselves as activists out in the streets making their voices heard. And so... Even in the midst of a lot of losses and a lot of crappy stuff and a lot of things that feel like the end of the world— Think of all the people who are now newly activated, thinking of themselves as activists who never were before. And I'm grateful for all those people out there.
3: Exactly. I'm grateful that 2017, as much as it's been frustrating and, and scary at times, we've also seen the rise of Teen Vogue and Elaine Welteroff. We've seen companies like Google and other tech companies take a strong stand for their women in STEM, By firing people like the Google guy who wrote a manifesto about how women are not biologically equipped for STEM fields, right? We've seen in the private sector, even when the public sector is sort of failing us, action that says loud and clear that when perverts are running media empires and they are outed and we're listening to women's voices in a real way right now in this country, they're going to lose their jobs.
1: Yeah, and I'm not even sure that stuff that would have happened even five years ago. I think even five years ago, our national conversation on gender was different. And so I'm thankful that when you look back now, maybe this is the moment where folks are saying, no, the reckoning has come. We are no longer in a place where powerful people in powerful positions are allowed to just do whatever they want with no consequences. And I'm very grateful that it seems like we are in the middle of a moment where that moment has come.
3: Exactly. I think there's a call to arms right now, Bridget. And when we come back from this quick break, I want to walk through some of our resolutions for 2018 for how we aim to stay fierce feminist advocates moving into the new year. We'll be right back after this quick break.
4: Did you
2: just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where
0: America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because
2: boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be.
0: You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands
3: And we're back. And we want to talk about some of our New Year's resolutions for how we aim to stay the fierce feminist advocates for ourselves, on our own behalf, on behalf of our communities and our peers, and on behalf of the world that we really want to see. So Bridget, what are some of your ways that you're going to stay vigilant in the New Year?
1: Well, that's a good question. One of them is by making sure that every lawmaker, congressional representative, Senate member, is annoyed by me and my friends. And so I live in D.C., so I don't really have a lot of folks to call when I'm angry about something. So to make up for that, I'm going to make sure that all of my friends, all of my family, and all of you Smentee listeners out there who do have lawmakers that you can call and complain to, I'm going to make sure that everybody out there knows how to make sure that they are a pain in the ass for these people. <laughs> when there is an attack on our health care, I want to make sure that everybody knows how they can call their congressperson or their senator to make sure that they know that that's not okay. When there's an attack on women, I'm going to make sure people know who to call, and what to say to stop it in its tracks.
3: Exactly. And one easy way to do that right now is to find out what the D.C. and district office numbers are for your congressional representation. Keep in mind, we all have two senators, unless you live here in D.C., and one member of the House of Representatives whose number you can find and save it in your phone. It seems like such a simple action, but one that I've never really bothered to take. But once you've got the number for their congressional offices here in the nation's capital, as well as their district offices at home, it'll be so much easier to call them. And here's the deal. I know we all hate the phone. I know our phones are basically just tiny tablets that we use for accessing the internet. But lawmakers don't care about your emails. Right, Bridget? We know this from organizing. They don't. They care when the phones are ringing off the hook in the halls of Congress. So just take a minute to find out what those numbers are and save them in your phone so you can easily and instantaneously pick up the phone and make a few phone calls to make your voice heard. Lord knows we're going to need to in the new year. So let's brace ourselves for that and make it easier than ever to stay engaged, to stay paying attention, and to stay vocal in the most practical of terms. So, Em, what's your resolution going into 2018? Mine is to stay connected. One of my favorite parts of doing this podcast with you, Bridget, is to work so closely with someone I so admire and respect and learn from every day. And my team at Bossed Up is incredible and inspiring, and they teach me something new every single day, too. But I really used to feel like I have to go it alone. And you don't have to go it alone, right? I used to feel like it's a cop-out to ask for help. I used to be trapped in my own kind of perfectionistic tendency of taking on everything that needs to get done. So my resolution for 2018 actually takes me right back to the first Stuff Mom Never Told You episode that we recorded. Can we be friends? If you remember, when we asked that compelling question, we really ended up finding out Not only how important it is and how challenging it is to make fierce female friends after the age of 30, but how critical it is for our mental health and for our overall well-being. I don't know if you remember, but We found out that women's lives are extended based on how many close female friendships that they have. So in 2018, I want to stay connected to the incredible community that is Stuff Mom Never Told You, to incredible, inspiring creators like you, Bridget Todd, and to the fierce peers who I am fortunate to call friends in this landscape of women advocates who are making their voices heard to make the world a better place.
1: I love it. What a beautiful, thoughtful answer. That gave gave me chills thinking about kind of where we've gone in 2017 and where I hope to go in 2018. Amen. It's true.
3: I mean, I feel like we're just getting started. I feel like this is such an important conversation that it's been an honor and a privilege to step into the studio with you, Bridget, to step up to this microphone, to have the opportunity to... Be a part of the Stuff Mom Never Told You community, and for that, I'm
1: extraordinarily grateful. I would even say we're just getting started as women. I mean, look around. Me Too is popping off, and women's voices are being heard and taken seriously. Women are crushing it at the box office right now and in boardrooms all over the world. I think as women, this is our moment. So not only is this an important thing for you and me personally, stepping into the studio and telling these stories, but also... This is our moment as women. Yes. It feels like this is our moment. This is the reckoning.
3: Hell yeah. And man, is it overdue? <laughs> or woman, is it overdue? <laughs> it really is, right? I think it's so critically important that we recognize this key moment we find ourselves in historically and The fact that this is a marathon, not a sprint. I feel like the conversations I'm having on Instagram with our listeners and with other activists and advocates, it's almost overwhelming at times. There's so much to be done. There's so much energy. There's so much excitement. And there's so many battles that we need to fight. But I think another part of how we can stay connected and stay vigilant is to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and those women in the movement around us.
1: That is so real. You know, as someone who has been on the front lines of the battle for women's health for quite a while, I can tell you it's not always easy. You have a lot of losses. You have a lot of work. You have a lot of late nights. You have a lot of nights crying. This work ain't easy. And I think we talk about self-care to the point where I almost feel like that phrase has kind of lost meaning, but it's still so important. What are you doing to take care of yourself? How are you prioritizing self-care in a world that sometimes seems hell-bent on getting you down? How are you looking out for others? You can't do this work if you're burnt out, tired, and overwhelmed. You're just going to tune it all out and let Trump's awfulness wash over you and just... Go into a coma of rage. Exactly. So, Bridget Todd,
3: hashtag Operation Vacation. What's going to happen on that front?
1: Well, I actually... (laughs) I'm putting you on blast right now. I don't know if I should say I mean, I might have a lot of time to myself... Coming up pretty soon, a lot more than I realized, so uh, there might be some updates on that in a
3: while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cryptic, Bridget. I can't wait to hear the story behind that one. Yeah, I hope Does it works it, out. I hope it works out, too. Does that mean you're going to take a vacation? Does that mean you're going to actually go to Costa Rica?
1: I don't know. Miss, I bought
3: a ticket to Costa Rica I and bought, didn't
1: go? I bought a ticket to Costa Rica. As the day approached, I got more and more panicked. I called the airline because something came up professionally and I knew I wasn't going to be able to go. I called them and said, I'm not feeling well. Can I keep the money and get a voucher. So I have a travel voucher for kind of a lot of money. I could go anywhere. Girl, Where should I go? We're going to Germany. Germany!
3: We've had amazing listeners get in touch with us who said, our doors are open, we're headed to Germany. Bridget, you and I have been dying to go to Berlin. Going. Or, to, I would die of
1: happiness if I went to Berlin.
3: Or Montreal. My name does sound French. It does sound French. My first name is very French. We'll fit right in. I think we should go on a little Montreal tour. I think the Bridget and Emily hashtag Operation Vacation is a thing that needs to happen and maybe we'll hang out with Sminty listeners on the road yeah
1: and eat poutine
2: which is
3: french fries with gravy on it in case you didn't know that you eat with a fork yes so yum all right we're going to take one more quick break and when we come back we're going to hear from some of the women including some listeners like you who are inspiring us to keep learning and growing
2: together this episode is brought to you by Snagajob To start planning your trip, visit TNVacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
1: And we're back, just talking through some of the things that we were most hopeful for, ending the year 2017 and going into the year 2018. And if you listen to our episode around Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, you'll remember that we've heard from some young people on the New York Times podcast, The Daily, talking about gender and listening to these kids talk I had what can only be called a moment of clarity. These children talked with such thoughtfulness and empathy about their friends when it came to the topic of gender. They were talking about things like, don't bully people because of who they are. Don't bully people because of their gender. It's okay to have girls be leaders. Girls make good leaders. And all I could think was, God, if only some of our world leaders who are adults could hear these kids' messages and learn from them, our country would be a lot better off, don't you think?
3: Exactly. I think this year has actually been kind of a standout for the cliché but oh-so-true sentiment that the kids are going to lead tomorrow. We saw the leadership from Little Miss Flint, who began bringing attention to the Flint water crisis and most recently raised 10 k in two weeks to gather and distribute more than a 1,000 backpacks to Flint students. We saw 12-year-old Marley Davis, who after getting tired of the lack of diversity in literature, started that hashtag 1000 Black Girl Books and collected and donated a thousand books that feature Black girls as the main
1: characters. And looking at the fight for immigration reform, it's really been kids and youth activists at the forefront of being the lifeblood of that movement. I'm talking about dreamers, young people, people who are here to say, I'm not going to live in the shadows and I'm going to make my voice heard. And I can't help but think of people like six-year-old Sophie Cruz, the child of undocumented parents who advocated for immigrants' rights at the Women's March earlier this year. Honestly, probably the highlight of the Women's March for me was watching little Sophie give her speech and be so bold and fearless and brave and speak her truth on behalf of her parents who couldn't even be there to watch her because of the immigration laws in this country. And I think... I look to young people like that and say, if this is the generation that's coming after us, we might actually be okay. And speaking of things that I'm hopeful for going into 2018, I'm so, so thrilled to be joined in studio by a very, very special guest. And that guest is 10-year-old Zoe. Zoe is a name that you'll probably be hearing again at some point down the line because she is such a talented kid. I can't even wait for you guys to meet her. I've been lucky enough to get to know Zoe's mom through her work as creative manager at Planned Parenthood's headquarters here in D.C., where I've also been helping out the last few months. And honestly, the reason why I love Zoe so much is that not only is she an awesome artist, but she's really interested in using art to help people's lives the same way her mom does. And so when I'm having a bad day, sometimes I'll go over to her her mom's Instagram and Look at a video of Zoe dancing or writing or being really excited about some new things she learned in school. And it really grounds me because it reminds me that when we embark on these fights, these are the people that we're doing it for, for people like Zoe. If we all just tune out and just accept that the world is crappy and awful, what are we telling young people like Zoe about the possibilities for the future? And so when I'm feeling burnt out, when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling sad, when I'm feeling like I can't go on... Little kids like Zoe remind me that we have to find a way to keep fighting. That's why I'm so, so happy to be joined by Zoe in studio today. So Zoe, tell me a little bit about
4: yourself. Well, I like to write, draw, dance. I like school. And I just like being positive.
1: Zoe, so what's your favorite part about living in D.C.?
4: I like all the things you have to do. Usually in other cities, there's, no, there's, there's not much to do.
1: Yeah, I agree. D.C. is a great place to live. Um, so tell me about your year. So what, what grade are you in in school? I'm in
4: fifth grade. And what's school like for you? Do you like it? I like it. What is your favorite subject? I like science. Why do you like science? Because it's not that hard for me. It's pretty easy. You just have to pay attention. So in today's episode, we're
3: looking back to 2017 and reflecting on what kind of a year it was, especially for women and girls. How do you feel about how 2017 played
4: out? I think it was kind of bumpy. Trump being president, there's a lot of drama, what he said and what he did. And it was just a lot. What do you think about President Trump? Well, (laughs) to be honest, he's a really bad person. We
1: talk about that very same thing on the show quite a bit. We don't like what he said about girls. We don't like what he said about women. And hopefully, I mean, things will get better in 2018, we hope. What do you think the
3: kids in school are talking about too? Do you feel like that's an opinion that comes up at school or with your, with your peers? Is that kind of part of the conversation amongst your age group? That
4: comes up a lot. Like no one likes him.
1: So we talked a bit about one of the downsides of this year for you, which is President Trump, which is a downside for me (laughs) and probably Emily and a lot of our (laughs) listeners. What's been an upside, something positive that happened this year that was really great?
4: Well, Hillary was almost elected. Um, a lot of people have got more famous, and they have um, su- succeeded more. Like who? Like Beyonce. Do you like Beyonce? Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> if you knew how often I talk about my love of Beyonce on this show, we would be best friends. Uh, Beyonce <laughs> is my personal... Hero and idol and has been a real high point of my year for sure. So I'm right there with you.
3: (laughs) What did it feel like to see women like Hillary Clinton and Beyonce getting more famous and getting more attention and and rising up like they did this past year? What did that feel like?
4: It felt really good. I felt really passionate about myself. Um, It just felt like women were taking a step up from what people used to say they were.
1: Yeah. So when you see women like Hillary and Beyonce doing great, big, important things, is that something that you would like to do one day? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Does that make you feel like that's something that you could really do? That watching women like Hillary and Beyonce take over the world, you say, Zoe's going to do the same
4: thing.
3: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. What happens when women stumble in the spotlight? What what do you think about that? Well,
4: everyone makes mistakes, so you just have to keep practicing and work hard. Keep practicing and work hard.
1: Yeah. So, Zo, we talked a little bit about this year. What are your big hopes for next year?
4: Well, next year, I don't want there to be a lot of drama. I just want everything to run smooth. Um, yeah, I just want everything to run smooth, and I want there to be a lot of world peace. I hope there's
1: world peace, too. I hope that our leaders can listen to youth like you, Zoe, who are really leading the way in such bold ways and showing us all how we can avoid drama, stay positive, and move forward in 2018. Mm -hmm. So do you know what a New Year's resolution is? Yes. Do you have one for 2018?
3: No, not yet. I'm still trying to think about it. Okay. I think a lot of what inspired Bridget and I this year, though, are young women like you who are paying attention and who are making their voices heard. Are there ways that you're making your voice heard more today than
4: maybe at the start of 2017? Well, me and my friends are starting a podcast. What? About what? It's just about like what we think about things. That sounds amazing. What's the name of it? Where Do
3: We Stand. Where Do We Stand? And What are some of the topics you're going to cover?
4: Well, we're going to talk about Disney princesses. Ooh, what's the story there? Well... I'm going to criticize a lot. Bridget and I never
1: <laughs> criticize,
3: when we criticize on our podcast. we call
1: it unpacking,
4: Yes. That's, right.
3: that's a good pro tip. So we call it, let's unpack Snow White and what makes her, I think, a little problematic. Right? <laughs> Who's your favorite Disney princess out there? Tiana. Why do you like Tiana so much?
4: Because she's hardworking.
1: Mm -hmm. But I
4: don't like how they have to make her have a man still Out of all the Disney princesses She has to be one of them
1: Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if Tiana was just that cool, hard-working girl on her own And didn't have to have a boyfriend or a man?
3: Yeah, that'd be really cool Prince Charming, I believe, is the role that's that been cast time and time again. Sign me up for your podcast because I want to (laughs) subscribe right now. I love hearing that young women like you, Zoe, are teaming up together with other young women. How do you feel like you view the other girls in your school? Do you kind of find yourself feeling competitive with them or joining forces with them or some of both?
4: Well, I just like I don't usually talk to a lot of them. I usually just like to stay with my friends because some of them are kind of mean.
1: Mm, mean girls. Yeah. No way. <laughs> it happens. It happens. So, I'm curious. You mentioned Hillary Clinton earlier and Beyonce. Who are some of the women that you look up to in your life? Whether they're women that you see on TV who are famous or just women who are you see every day.
4: Well, I like Michelle Obama. What um, do you like
1: about Michelle Obama?
4: I like that um, she was president obama's wife and she's she seems like a really nice person yeah
1: i like her too i have her picture framed in my house fun <laughs> fact so do you have a message out there for all the little girls who are just like you watching 2017 come to an end sort of thinking about some of the low times that we've had in this year and looking to 2018 what is your message to kids going into the new year
4: well never give up do what you like and keep trying
3: I love it. I'm going to have to frame that, Zoe. I hope you're okay with that. I love that. I need a Monday motivation from Zoe. I love that. So what do you hope the adults in our world could better understand? Because even though our very orange president is someone we can easily poke fun at, he does, in many ways, run how our country works right now. So what do you wish that he or other grown-ups who are running things
4: in the United States and in the world really could better understand? I wish they could understand. Um, I really just wish they could consider other people because other people have feelings. I think that the people that are living in America, they get a say in what happens. Mm.
3: That's supposed to be how it works, right, in democracy?
1: I wish everyone could listen to Zoe and take her, you know, take her advice to heart. More people, more more grown-ups should be more like you, Zoe. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome.
3: What's your message to other girls your age and other young women who are trying to succeed in this world and trying to make their voices heard too?
4: Um I say that they should really try to get their message out there. Like do a podcast or YouTube or something like that where people can hear their voices?
1: Because we do need more girls out there saying what's on their mind and putting their messages out there. Right, Zoe? Yeah. Right now, I feel like there's a lot of boys out there drowning us all out. We need everybody speaking up and using their voice to talk about what they believe in. Yeah. Mm. That'd be cool. That would be cool.
3: Who are the women in your life that have most influenced you?
4: Well, my mom. Tell us about your mom. Um, she works at Planned Parenthood, and she's a creative manager. Do you think that's cool? Yeah, I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, I think that the fact that your mom works for an organization that helps women and girls is really cool. She's helping people just like us. Mm Mm-hmm. What about your mom do you find so inspiring?
4: Well, she keeps trying, and she never gives up.
1: Who else in your life inspires you, Zoe?
4: Um, well, some people in my class inspire me. Like who? Like some of my teachers. Um, my science teacher inspires me because we're always bad and not in her class, and then she keeps giving us chances. That's
1: so great. So she really has taught you about how to forgive and move forward and not get bogged down when things seem tough. Mm-hmm.
3: That's great. So you're an amazing young girl already. So what kind of a young woman do you hope to be?
4: Well, I hope to get good grades and find a good job, and get lots of degrees. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I think right now I want to be an artist. An artist, like just like your mom. Mom's doing
3: backflips in the background here. I love it. I love it.
4: That's great.
1: Do you like the way that your mom uses art to help make people's lives better? Because your mom is an artist, but her art helps Planned Parenthood, which helps the lives of women and girls. Is that something that you want to do with your art? Help people? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of your art. i got to tell you, it's helped me through <laughs> some tough times. Thank you. Zo, so, thank you so much for joining
3: us in studio today, and I know that you Sminty listeners are probably getting goosebumps from Zo's inspiring sentiments, just like Bridget and I have been all day. It just reminds us that there is something worth fighting for. I think thinking about what kind of a future we want to leave for our children, for the kids in our lives in one capacity or another— is inspiring and motivating and reminds us why it's so important to take care of ourselves, why it's so important to prepare for the marathon, not the sprint, that is advocating for what is right in this world. And honestly, from our perspective here at Stuff Mom Never Told You, it's kind of felt like our community online has been a source of constant inspiration and motivation as well. When we asked you a few weeks back on Instagram, What your reflection on 2017 is, what you're feeling most grateful for, some of the responses that came in left us feeling fired up and ready to go all over again.
1: So yeah, we got some really great, hopeful and inspiring messages to wrap up the year from listeners on Instagram. Instagram user Kara McGee said, I am really glad that people in less powerful positions voices are starting to be heard about abusive men. There is, of course, miles to go before we sleep. But I am 44. And when I was a young woman seeking help, I was told that it happened to all women and I should get used to it. I think that was true then. I think it's less true now. And I don't think it will be true for my daughter. Hearing from Nerdy
3: Tastic on Instagram, she says, I finally found the courage to speak up against inequality and injustice and became politically active beyond just voting. I'm hopeful that if we never give up, if we keep speaking up, change will happen. And that's exactly how it does happen, nerdy tastic. And we are so proud of you and everyone who made their voices heard beyond the ballot box this year. When asking what you're grateful for this year, positively Nat said, the witch hunt. (laughs) And she said, kidding, but I'm still here for it with you guys. I'm grateful for thriving at a company that truly does care about its employees. Yeah, very bossed up. I'm grateful for the new friends I've made this year, as well as the old friendships I've rekindled. I'm grateful for everything Cardi B, because she has been having a wonderful year. And I'm so here for another Dominican woman finding success and happiness. Your podcast is also bomb, so that's the cherry on top of my 2017. Can't wait to see what you guys have up your sleeves for 2018. Thank you so much, Positively Nat. We so appreciate your support.
1: And thanks for giving a little shout out to Cardi B, who <laughs> I also love. So thanks for that. Instagram user Craig 614 says, as someone living in rural Alabama where feminist is considered a bad word, I'm thankful for podcasts like this one that become a lifeline. And I identify with that so much because even though I co-host a podcast, I'm a huge podcast listener myself, and I can't tell you how many times podcasts have helped me feel less alone, less afraid, and really filled a void that I had in my life. It may sound sad or weird, but... I don't care. It's true. And I bet it's true for some of you guys out there, too.
3: I was going to say, that is not sad or weird at all. In fact, Singing Vintage on Instagram said, you two are the best. Every time I listen to the podcast, I feel like I'm just hanging out with my gal pals having a drink. And honestly, we feel the same way, whether it's on this side of the microphone or the podcast that we love to listen to, too.
1: Also, really quickly, Instagram user Randy Nana Na 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 says, I mean, even when everything else is on fire, remember that Sweet Potato Pie and Lynn manuel Miranda exist. And you know what? Those two things do exist and they're both awesome. So as bad as things seem, remember, there's always pie and musicals.
3: And Fiona the Hippo, which another one of our incredible fans talked about on Instagram too. It's the little things. It's the little things. And honestly, we love keeping these conversations going on Instagram at Stuff Mom Never Told You, Emily Aries, and Bridget Marie in DC. Stuff Mom Never Told You listeners, it has honestly been a roller coaster of a year. And Bridget Todd, there is no other wingwoman I would rather have been on this roller coaster ride with than you. So first and foremost, thank you for being everything and more in a co-host than I could have ever dreamed of.
1: Right back at you. There's honestly, I'll never forget getting the call at Red Derby, the bar I feel like I mention all the time saying, we're going to do something cool together. And that,
3: <laughs> don't take any other job. Don't take any other <laughs> job.
1: We're going to do something cool together. And we did do something cool together, I think. We did. I think it turned out right.
0: This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking.